Point is, I'm smarter than you because my grad school GPA is higher. Oh, I I would venture to say every GPA you've ever had in the history of Johnny is higher than my GPA. Oh, I have a uh, short story coming out uh, in a Canadian magazine in a couple of weeks about how I failed several classes in high school on purpose just to make a point. There's been assignments that I have refused to do or that I have intentionally went, I am not going to do what you want me to. I'm going to do my own thing just to do a point. It's it's never worked out favorably. I I didn't get a decent grade, nor did I really think I made my point. Oh, I I was trying to prove a point to this teacher, and I showed her. (laughs) Outstanding. Nailed it. Right on. You want to do my podcast? Rub some dirt on it. Just rub some dirt on it. I love this podcast. Rub some dirt on it. My new super awesome podcast. I don't know what Brainiac came up with the whole dirt thing anyway. Hey, what are, what are we talking about this time? So, uh, me me time? Is that what I... Uh, we're kind of circling around the idea of like our personal mental health and strength outside of the context of just being a dad if that makes sense for sure and you know i I, when i texted you i think you texted back um me time in quotations and i think you also texted self-health which my brain translated to self-care I started yeah. thinking. I started thinking that's what you texted, but I hear self care all of the time, um, and so I don't know that they're the same things. But that's that's where my brain went, and it, it is a pervasive conversation in my field, and for both professionals and and as parents, I hear it all the time and especially in my leadership role you hear all the time you can't take care of anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself yeah put your mask on first before you assist others uh from from airplane flights that's the thing what do you what do you hear but in the context of education is it just teacher burnout um it is it's teacher burnout it's leader burnout it's um there are so many different roles that educators are asked to assume. Um, you're never really off the clock. Um, right. And your clients frequently are clients for life. Like, I just, okay, I opened up the Carney Hub. Um, it's the newspaper where I've spent the lion's share of my professional career. Um, online and front page was... Um, one of my students is in jail in Harlan County for armed robbery. And I'm not going to do this, but my first thought was, when can I go visit Brock in jail? I got to go. I got to continue because I'm still in that role. But the next tab I opened on my computer was map, was the map to see how long of a drive it was from Lincoln to Harlan County. So, so, and so burnout, if you do that for every kid forever, and you can't ever turn it off. Burnout. Yeah, you're sure. gonna you're gonna hit burnout, and um, or or you know, there's people that do far more than I do that are not burned out, 
but what are they doing to take care of themselves? What are they doing for that me time? And when, when, and you know, really when I'm talking about education, it is a microcosm of what it is to be a parent. Cause you talk about never being off duty. Oh, right. And so you're never off duty. You, there's this notion that, all right, you, <laughs> okay, here's another little story. Um, Ezra and I went to Mortal Hall today. I've taken a couple of days off really just to hang with him. Um, it's a longer story than that, but that doesn't matter. We went down to Mortal Hall. We hit a, a Seaberry's barbecue place on the way back and I got, got it to go. And as I'm driving back, I meet my French fries and Ezra goes, can, dad, can I have one? And so I'm handing French fries back to him in his car seat. And I thought I will share all of my fries with this kid. But, but if my wife asks for some of my fries, I'm going to be like, why didn't you order some freaking fries? Oh yeah, for sure. You will go You will go hungry. Right? Yes. Yes. So, but again, getting back to what you said, you got to put your mask on first or you can't take care of this kid. Um, it's finding that balance. So that's kind of where my head is at on this conversation. What about you? Uh, yeah, similar. Oh, the, put your own mask on before. I, I feel like I... Uh, I was reading this article because you said the word mask and I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. Uh, so I was just going to read you this one sentence. Parenthood, as John Updike might have put it, is a mask that eats the face. <laughs> uh, give it up for John Updike. Give it up. I yeah. I don't think he's. I, I don't know if that's like something he would have said or that he did. I don't know. Anyway, John Updike writes powerful stuff about. Yeah, he's good. About being a dad. Uh. uh I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not in a, a place with this topic in particular where I feel like I know anything of anything about it. I I've been looking at it just long enough to recognize that I think that there's something wrong with the way that we kind of like uh, lionize these dads who. Uh, crucify themselves completely on the altar of fatherhood. Yeah. Um, And by that, I just mean like, if you hear a story about a, um, a dad who like gives up his uh, career and like quits hanging out with his uh, buddies and quits working on old cars, which he loves to do and quits X, Y, and Z and just solely just focuses on uh, his child being uh, successful at whatever that kid wants to do in your mind. And when we hear stories like that, it's like, what a great guy. And I think that's, I, I think, I'm inclined to think that that's just a bad place to start because um, that guy's not taking care of himself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And he can't. I don't know. I know I can't do that. Like, I have a hard time. I'm supposed to sit in on my son's drum lessons in this, like, tiny claustrophobic room while him and this other guy count to four about a thousand times in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Like it's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Oh, no, no, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like, why can't I say that that's miserable for me and I don't want to be there? I think See, that that's, I should be allowed to say that. And I feel like I can't. I feel like I should, you know, that that's the sort of thing that we celebrate about dads. Is Okay. You know, I, I'm gaining some optimism right now because another thing when we were texting back and forth from this, for this, you had texted, I think, something along, along the lines that you needed some Stecker wisdom. And all I can think of is I am a fraud. I get this so wrong. I advocate for it. I, I, I tell my own people that I lead. I tell other parents, you got to take care of you first. And the most recent significant argument that Ellie, my wife, and I had, um, I, I don't even remember what brought it about, but I remember saying, do you realize there isn't anything I do for me anymore? Which was, you know, 99% true. Was, it, hold on, was, was the argument, because I, I just staying at the level of like perception yeah. and what's perceived to be good, I feel like for it, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, so I'm just going to blurt it out and then I'll decide later. Uh, maybe for a dad to say, I don't do anything for myself anymore is like, uh, oh, that's, yeah, because you're a dad now. You're a dad. Yeah. Uh, but if your wife was to say that, you'd be like, oh, well, take a day. Like, go, you know, go out with the girls. Go do a thing. Go do, you know, go do a thing. Like, we're much more, or women probably is, the fact is they've just come further as women and they can understand themselves as being, complex beings and being a mom who also needs to have non-mom things in her life. I I think that, and again, we always throw this disclaimer out there. Here's two white dudes talking about this. Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're talking about, but I think that, um, I think women have been in a position where they have been forced to self-advocate because guys like you and me, white dudes, we haven't had to advocate for ourselves. Right. I mean, right. For, for how long has it been that you were going to come home from your nine to five and the highball was going to be ready and everything was going to be taken care of for you? Why on earth would you need to advocate for yourself? And women have had to advocate for themselves. And I think they're much, moms are much more likely to be in tuned with, here's what I need to do to put my mask on. Or yeah. I can't get anyone else's mask on. And I think dads, with the culture we live in now, or <laughs> holy hell, Johnny, we're talking about rubbing some dirt on it again. Unintentionally, the podcast title comes back up. Um, but we had this conversation. It's like, I'm not doing anything for me. And it's wearing on me. And give it up for Ellie. She's like, what do we need to do to take care of that? Oh, Ooh. wow. What do we need? You you let me know how we can make that happen. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's, so, uh, she's a rock star, man. She's so, no, that's so rad. But, you know, when you say, uh, when you're talking about why can't I just say that's miserable to sit in this claustrophobic room with this repetitive counting, I'm not there yet, but I know I'll get there. There isn't anything 
with Ezra in two years where I was like, I have regretted this time. This is miserable. There's been things that were challenging. Just wait till he gets into some crap that you don't care about. Yes. Yes. Minecraft is so dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) And he doesn't even do like, like you could do cool stuff. He doesn't do cool stuff. He just gets buckets of lava and just like burns villages to the ground. Wait, like, wait, hang on. You just said that it was so dumb. That sounds really rad to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. The first hour of doing that. The first hour of burning it all to the ground is and really you're like, awesome. Okay, cool, it's all burnt to the ground. And yet it's like, dude, every day comes home from school. I mean, that's, I'm not, this isn't a competition of who's suffering more, but like I, that in particular has made me well aware of the like my involvement in my son's life at that right there becomes unselfish do you want to cuddle you want to wrestle i'm like i want to do that stuff too awesome and then it's like my time with you is my me time yeah right yes yeah yes just wait for my crap or whatever is going to be his thing when that happens but i think a huge part of this is you know, you need to acknowledge that you you have permission to not love everything your son loves and to not love every experience that you were in with him. And I, I don't know, is that the start to granting yourself permission to have me time? I think it makes you aware of it. The difference and, and the, the fact that they don't always overlap. I mean, with my youngest son, I'm definitely still in that bubble where it's like, I will sit and watch, uh, is Paw Patrol big in your house? Paw you Patrol is, it's on our radar. Okay. Um, it's not his fave. Yeah, we got it right. It's Paw Patrol and Elmo. I will watch those shows with the uh, one and a half year old. Yeah. No problem. And I don't find those shows entertaining. I, I cannot find show overlap with the seven-year-old. <laughs> like it's just really? not there. No, no man. I, and I, we, we have these like little windows where the, where the overlap, like uh, this old house was an overlap for us for about a year. Mm-hmm. So we just hit, we were just watching this old house construction show. We called it. <laughs> I got this. I started him on a demolition episode, so he was like, "All right, there you let's go." Do this. Yeah, and then you know, I'll watch that show all the time, but he doesn't want to watch it. Um, In that demolition episode, did they raise the house by pouring hot lava all over it? Uh, no. No. Because I could see why that would hook him. I think though that I am in some ways. This is where this is where I'm going, kind of like generally before I even get into like what the heck is even me time and how do I do that? It's just like uh, so much of what we talk about is just perception of fatherhood and dads yeah. and masculinity, and I feel like I'm meant to see those see that me time where it's just just me, only me. 
I'm the only, you know, um, I'm meant to see that as somehow like um, chaff or uh, extra extra garbage that needs to be kind of put to the curb, you know? It goes along with the pair of 1966 Benelli motorcycles that I uh, sold when Elliot was born. You know what I mean? Like, that's extra stuff. You don't get that anymore. Would you go so far as to say that in your perception, frequently the me time, the self-care, feels like a luxury, and luxury by definition we just don't need? Uh, yeah, I wish there was a word with some more negative connotation than, than, than luxury. Than the luxury. Indulgence? Is that better? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, good. Look at you. <laughs> you know, back when I had some more me time, I used to read a lot of books. <laughs> used to, I used to read the thesaurus for fun. I remember seeing the word indulgence in a book I read once. It's probably by Jim Harrison. Um, anyway... <laughs> So, I didn't get that. I didn't get that joke. I don't read enough that's all to right. get that joke. Um, man, but I tell you what, okay, this is just, that. that is like a little thing. I used to read so much, and in the two years since Ezra has been born, I have, last time I read this little, I didn't know how to read. Oh, I did. me too, man. Me too. It's, it's a struggle. Anyway, and you know what? Reading reading should not be an indulgence. But maybe I was reading so much that the amount of time I was reading was an indulgence. Well, it's not utilitarian, right? No. Like, I, I, I do read, uh, you know, Hop on Pop or whatever. Yes. I read your spelling quiz lists and things like that. But I, I have had this copy. I'm looking at it right now of uh, what we talk about when we talk about love, which I've been meaning to reread, and it's like sitting on my desk. There's like five things on my desk. It's one of them, and I haven't cracked it for, I don't know, three months. Oh, man, I have had um, a copy of Educated next to my bedstand for approaching a year. To the point that every time I pick it up, I'm going three chapters back because I forgot whatever I read the last time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back back to me time. <laughs> oh, I had jury duty a year ago. I put down. That was the last time that I was like, got it. Put down some books. <laughs> like that, I had. A, I was like, they do the thing where they're like, well, we don't need you today, but you have to come back to. Me. They did it to me for like the jury selection was going on and on and on. And uh, so I got like three or four days of solid reading and it was amazing. But I also I feel like I'm talking about that the way that people talk about like, yeah, man, like (laughs) this one time I had jury duty. Why am I talking about <laughs> talk about it like it's the only good thing that's happened to me in the last five years, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I get it, though. Um, okay, question for you. Do you think that that me time that we're talking about, do you think it's actually an indulgence or do you think that is the other side is this right that hey dads you really don't need all this me time you're gonna be just fine without it 
you have all these other things in your life. Just be a dad and you'll be fine. Do you think that, because really what we're talking about, that me time, we feel like it's an indulgence. I think on the mental health side, people will say, you know, it's not an indulgence. It's actually a necessity. Where do you think, there's two questions, Johnny. Where do you think in general that if you were going to say, no, here's where it falls in that spectrum. Here's between indulgence and necessity. Here's where I really see it. And is that the same for you specifically? Um, I think that the perception is the reality. And I think that that phrase, like people misuse it all the time. Um, if people use it with, well, like if you don't believe in gravity, you're still going to fall down. That's not what it means. What it means is like, if, if mentally, if I think it's a necessity, then I will make time for it and I will treat it like a necessity. And if I... If I don't, then I won't, and I'll, you know, I'll suffer the consequences. I, I think I will, that the reason that I spend so much time kind of talking about, I think that we're allowed to think of this as a luxury, or we're made to think of this as an indulgence and not a necessity, and I think women have it figured out a little better than we have it figured out as men. Um, is if I can change my perception of the idea of me time, kind of everything else will fall into place after that, right? So right. You, you people talk about the the vacation that you need after the vacation. Like I went on vacation and now I feel like I need a vacation, right? So yeah, I went I went on vacation. We went to Hawaii, which. Uh, I love I love the ocean. I do. Um, I love just like the that feeling of being kind of small and aware of kind of just how big and powerful uh, the ocean is. And be I like alone time. <laughs> I like this. And I didn't get any like we went to a Disney resort. We there were like characters marching around. They're like playing this music all day. There's a water park in the hotel, so the kids are you know, um, you're like floating down a river, and there's Moana, and you gotta what? It's just like the opposite of what you think of in your mind as Hawaii. And I, when I got home, found myself doing the obligatory vacation recap oh, how was Hawaii oh, blah, blah. and you do the recap I was describing it proud of myself that the boys loved it and I hated it and I was like <laughs> so my, my clearly my answer to your question is like I still think of me time as an in, as an unnecessary indulgence because I act that way I acted like, what a great trip. I didn't do anything that I wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Does that make sense? It does. So when you are saying, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell my, my similar story for my perception. When, when I am at work and any time that my day extends beyond the normal work day, which is all of the time, I have a pretty poignant guilt that I am not home 
with Ezra, that I'm dropping the ball as a dad. Um, right now, I, I took two and a half days off this week. Um, came home early on Wednesday, home all day Thursday, home all day Friday, because Ellie was at a conference outside of town. And as soon as we had this conference on the calendar, it's like, I'm using vacation time. We're not going to get a babysitter. We're not going to have your mom. I'm just chilling with easy the whole time. I got this. Yeah. And it has been amazing. We have had an absolute blast. And I have had poignant guilt the entire time that I'm not at work. And part of it, too, is we're a little bit short-staffed right now. Both of my principals were out of the district as well. We had a lot of subs in the building. I just know there's fires that probably need putting out that are smoldering because I'm not there. So the whole time that I'm re- – I, I really think I'm doing a great job of being present and having a blast. But that entire time, um, I have been thinking I ought to be at work. Um, but – but Johnny, here, here I think is an anomaly in my perception. That's probably not even the right way to say it. But when I do take time that's just for me, and whether that's okay, I'm going to get out on the bike and hit the trail, or sometimes it's I'm going to take these 45 minutes and I'm just going to go down to the coffee shop, and this cup of coffee is going to take me 45 minutes, and that's all I'm doing. Or when I have time to get on the mat, I have zero guilt any of those times. It's, it's. So that's interesting. It's like it just all drops away, and all I am is this guy on this bike, or this guy in this match, or this guy with this cup of coffee, and I can just be there. So I don't know why when I'm in one role or the other, I feel guilty about the other one that I'm dropping the ball on, but when I can make that me time happen it is I'm sure, that's, while you're there right so yes. while you're what, what while about I'm there and then what about after you, though like do I'm you good. finish I'm, and you look at your calendar and you go I did no, that bike ride and I no, should have been never never oh, really? no I get done with it and it was like okay that's done Boom. But it's like when I'm at home, I'm supposed to be at home. When I'm at work, I'm supposed to be at work. And anytime those things are in conflict with each other, which they frequently are, I have I have guilt. And most of the time I have a ton of guilt because I'm don't believe I'm as good as what I should be professionally. Sure. And I'm not as good as what I should be as a father. Um, but those times when it's like both of those are on hold for the next hour and a half, I can be good at that one thing. Let Does that me, make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just <laughs> like conceptually it does. I'm not where you are on that. Like I don't even if somebody said here's 45 minutes, go do something for yourself. I would stare blankly. I don't. I don't know if I know what I would do. Let me. Let me ask you this though, just from a different, from kind of a different perspective on the same thing. Uh, so I'm reading this. I'm reading this article, and it said there's this really interesting um, sort of if, if you were to chart the trend of of how much time you want to spend with your kids, it would increase uh, 
as they get older, right? Like when they're a baby, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how to do this. Okay, cool. And then the older your kid gets, by the time your kid is in his 30s, you're like, dude, come over, you know, how, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and his goes in the opposite direction. Like when he's a baby, can't stand to be away from anyone who's mom or dad. By the time he hits like 18, he's going to be like, please. I'm joining the Marines. Getting away I'm joining from the people. Marines. I got to get shipped to a part of the world where you are not. So when I think about, I'm trying to think of, imagine easy at 20 or whatever. And he's standing in your living room and you're like, hey, here we are. We're both in the same space right now. And he says, dad, I need some me time. I mean, what would be your, like, you can't hang out with me right now, dad. I got to go be like, I got to go rock climbing and you can't rock climb anymore because you're 90. (laughs) (laughs) You you had me when you were 50. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but hey, you're too old your titanium hips won't hold up right i i'm gonna go do this thing and i gotta do it for me i gotta do it without you i find that i am like yeah what a healthy way to be in the world what a healthy response go you right yeah but when i flip it the other way i don't i don't have that response to myself does that does that make sense? I don't uh, on the other. It, it do, no, it I, totally I think makes there's sense. a graph that goes. I'm giving you all kinds of hand gestures here, Sam. When you're on this side of the graph, it makes <laughs> sense. When you're on the other side, I'm more willing to give him that time than I am to to give it to myself. When really it's the same. It's the same thing. No, that makes complete sense to me. Um, and and I think that's. I think that's true for a lot of people. Here's here's a question I have for you because I don't know that we've really directly answered this. You know, you talked about your trip in Hawaii and Disney and bragging on I didn't do anything for myself. Um, and you, your perception is if I do anything for myself, it's it's an indulgence. You feel like but, it takes it takes away from the family. You know, interesting. What I mean? Interesting. Okay. But when you text me and when I ask you, okay, what are you going to do for a topic this time? And you text me and you say, me time. Is that an indicator that you're going, you're saying you don't want to feel that way? I don't know. What is this? Some kind of therapy? <laughs> I, well, I'm going to throw this out there. When you said you need some, some Stecker wisdom, gosh, you're putting a lot of stuff on me because I don't know that I'm wise. So I'm just trying to get my head around because to me, okay, like on the other side, because, you know, I think I texted, I'm like, I'm super conflicted about this. And where I'm super conflicted about it is um, cavemen, I don't think, needed me time. You know, when right. when when your Are job you, is by the way, you fitness dudes, you gotta like leave the cavemen out. I was like, well what did cavemen eat? What did <laughs> who cares? You you fitness dudes. You fitness dudes <laughs> with your keto diets, paleo <laughs> diets, paleo keto. Um 
All right, hey, go ahead. Tell me about. It's fine. Go ahead. Tell me about cavemen. So since my wife was out of town, um, I made a frozen pizza, okay. and I ate the frozen pizza. I just don't know that makes me a fitness dude, man. Oh, was, <laughs> I don't know that that's a keto diet. Yeah, just pretty. Look, I'm pretty sure that that author that you referenced to, I haven't heard of, is a fitness guy. For one, I just have a suspicion, even though he used the word indulgence. Two, you were talking about me time, and you said getting on the bike, hitting the trail, or getting on the mat. Nowhere in my non-existent list of things that I want to do is physical exertion of any kind, full stop. Okay, which is going to bring me to another question that I'm going to throw out there. Hold on to this one because my brain doesn't work as well as it used to and I don't want to no, forget. That's fine. I'll hold on to this. Here's my question. The Does the me time activity matter? Because I think it does. Anyway, backing up, and you can take caveman in or out of this, Johnny, but what I'm saying is when we had greater consequences that were attached to how we spend our time. Yeah, good, good. You know, continue to pretend like we're not talking about cavemen. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so when cavemen had greater consequences, attached yeah. to how they spent their time. Uh-huh. I, di- I just don't think that they were ever like, I need some me time. No. I or, or let's fast forward a few years. When someone is making their way from Missouri to Oregon on the Oregon Trail, I just don't think a lot of the dads went. I just need to take a walk away from no, the it's lower. Trail. Look, it's lower on the Maslow's. I forget what that thing's called. It's lower. Hierar- hierarchy of needs. It's lower or higher? However the thing is. Whatever. whatever it's less imperative. Yes. Um, Whichever so. direction that thing goes in, me time is opposite of, like, survival. Yes. I so. definitely think that that is, that is true. And uh, it lends it. It's, that, that's why... It can cross over into the category of of luxury or indulgence. Yes. So, and this is one of the things where I am the most. Sam, just rub some dirt on it. You don't need this. Just take care of your job. Take care of your family. Take care of take care of your son. What's this garbage about me time? Like I will do that, but my pendulum swings so far back and forth. I will do it until it's physically emotionally and mentally detrimental like like the i haven't put the mask on i have inhaled the smoke it's now become a problem and i need and then i will go way the other way and i will get extremely regimented about and that's kind of where i'm headed right now in my life it's starting to swing back the other way where it's like i need to get regimented about advocating for my time so that i don't get mentally physically emotionally in such a bad place again yeah um i mean i hear you and there it sort of gets complicated because there's if that higher higher archy of needs that's what it's called right 
Yeah. It's a pyramid shape. And then on the one side, this is way back for me now, but uh, it's things like food, shelter, uh, uh, what necessary air, right? And then on the other side is like self-actualization or something like that. Yeah. So the reason that this gets a little tricky is because somebody else's triangle is also involved. And so yes, I can so start true. to go like, oh, okay, well, like I got to work. I, I'm grateful for my job, whatever. I don't love it. I don't like, oh, thank God I get to go to work. Uh, and that's fine. Um, but I can start, to, well, like if I work harder, I'll make more money. And then that makes sure that my boys have better food, better shelter, better, you know, they're, they're healthier because they're eating better and they're emotionally just in a better place because they don't hear their parents arguing about which child we're going to have to eat first when we're on the brink of starvation or whatever. So I can, I can very easily like throw my own, throw my own pyramid into the trash, you know, kind of be like, ah, it's a, too, it's too late for me, <laughs> you know? Um, I also think I, uh, I definitely recognize in myself that I can get too caught up and too singular in, in how I think of myself. And I think, uh, if I think of myself as only a dad, then when the dad stuff is going well, I'm like, yes. But when it's not going well, we're having a struggle because you don't know how to keep your hands to yourself because you're first grader. And <laughs> now my self-worth is just absolutely in the can. Oh, interesting. So part of part of what I'm thinking about me time is like I need I, I sort of feel like I need to experience some success or some positivity in a in a place like outside of being a parent so that on the day that it goes south for me as a parent and I'm on the you know I'm on the phone with the superintendent asking him to please don't throw my kid out of school uh that I'm not that that doesn't just absolutely destroy me as a person yeah that's which, all the further I've made it in that thinking. So it sounds like to me you're like saying I'm I don't do me time real well and it's a problem for me and I should figure out how to do me time. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you can tell me if that's bogus. Yeah, no, I mean I the only reason I'm hesitant is because I'm like, yeah, but like when? When in my week? Am I going to do that? Oh, you know, if you were like, John, that's so true. for that's an so hour true. a week, go to the gym. I'd be like, cool. When? I don't have to. Like, when am I going to do that? Like, I can lie to my boss. <laughs> and I can go do that. But I'm like, literally from when I wake, I wake up with like, let's go. Change the diaper. Do the thing. Do you, I, I sometimes like have a hard time finding time to shower. You know, yeah. and yeah. then what happens is like you might have an hour 
at 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday night. Like I had last night, I had an hour argue, well, not really, but that's a whole other thing. Let's say I have an hour at Thursday night, nine, you know, and I'm like, I got another, dude, I'm so exhausted by then. Like I can't get up and get on my bike and hit the trail. And certainly if social, being social is part of my me time, then forget it. That's like, you're going to ask the planets to align on a specific date and time. And and then, you know, that, that begs another question is how much we let what we do for our careers, because so much of what we do for our careers is tied up in being a good father. Like, this is how I am providing. And the more that I can put into that, the better I can provide or the more secure I am in providing. And anything I take away from that for me compromises how good I can be at my job and my ability to provide. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing I struggle with. It's like I'm not putting enough into my job and I'm not putting enough into being a father. Let me ask you this, though. If you did not have easy... I don't know when you took this job. If you did not have easy, would you be in this career? Uh, yes. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, um, a couple of Sundays ago, uh, one of my former professors from my master's program um, invited me to talk to his online class. And when they were asking questions, one of them asked, you know, work-life balance, how do you do that? And I was like, I do a lousy job of it. And what I told the woman asking this question is, is that I really don't think you should be uh, you know, superintendent of a school district if you have a significant other. Because my first two years as a superintendent, I was a single guy and I was a rock star at it and I felt like I had enough time. I was seen everywhere in my community doing engaging like crazy and at the same time I still had time to take care of myself because I was taking care of two things the job and me I mean I was one of those guys for like two years I lived for my career absolutely lived for it and then marriage and easy happens and so the past three years have been you you wedge wedge those in there and what goes to the side something's got to give you know what it is? It's us. Yeah. We go to the side. Yeah. I'm, so, not, I'm not saying that to be like mean or defeatist. Like uh, you shouldn't have, you know, but realistically, sure. You're, you Maybe you used to put in 10 hour days. Now you're, you know, down to nine, eight, 10 only sometimes. But like, you know. Well, and you some, know, when... When you're saying, okay, when am I going to find that time to go do whatever activity that it, that it is? And here's, here's how I when I went on. That, and again, it's on that pendulum swing and I'm headed back the other way right now is how I find that time is I acknowledge I'm going to let the ball drop on something. I will not be as good at some of these other components I am not going to put the time in, and because I won't put that time in, there'll be things that are not as good as what I wish they could be, 
in order to make this happen. And I totally get why, where you're coming from. You talk about like, all right, look, I've got time at like 10 o'clock at night and the whole showering thing, the number of times when it's like everything's taken care of, I need to go to sleep. And it's like, I haven't showered yet today. That sounds exhausting. I do it with the dinner all the time. It'll be like 11 o'clock and I'll sit up in bed and I'm like, oh no, I didn't, I didn't eat. I didn't eat. I, yeah. I have you fallen asleep in the shower yet? Um, it's that, been years, but yes. That's, a, that's an amazing... I feel like it's going to happen to me in the next like several weeks. That's always an amazing thing. And you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Well, and here's another thing where I think at least one of the things that I really, <laughs> this is, this sounds so, so stupid, but, um, for me time, uh, one of the things I work really hard and making sure I preserve is sleep. And it's really, you know, we talk about, okay, you should do this because it's good for your physical, emotional, spiritual self, whatever. Um, as much driving as I do in the dark, I know if I don't get enough sleep, I will die and I will kill someone else. Oh, yeah. I can't drive in the dark. Are you nuts? That's crazy. Yeah, yes, I am nuts. But I you know, it's one of my favorite things about living in the city. In fact, we, we took a vacation... It was like a year and a half ago or something, and we were driving, and it was, I'll drive at 9 p.m. all the time, but it's, I live in a city, and there's streetlights everywhere, and it's, it's lit up, and it's bright, and we were out in the middle of nowhere, and there were no other headlights, and obviously no street lamps on, you know, highway, whatever, and it was terrifying. Because well, I think never, it might have been the first time in like, I don't know, 10 years that I had been in a place literally that dark. And I was just like, I'm going to die. We're going to die. So I'm going to pass out. Well, and you know, it's I'm too dark. I'm driving. I'm commuting 90 miles round trip all during the work week. Most of it in the dark. Most of it on two lane highways with wild animals running across it. Yeah. And so I'm like, like, it's something I think about every day. It's like, if I'm tired when I do this, I might die and I might kill someone. So that's my luxury that I work really hard that I just don't you let gotta slide. Sleep. You got to sleep. But yeah. there have been times and, you know, where I remember where I had a really, really scary circumstance. This was way back when I was in college and I worked at a youth emergency shelter that was about 40 miles from where I lived. And I was driving back on the interstate after a 12 hour shift and I saw a um, sign for a town coming up and I was like, town is uh, 30 miles west of where I was supposed to pull off at. So ever since then, I was like, I, I can't do that. I can't go into that zone. Oh, so you were going the right. You were going the. I, I had you. gone. I had passed where you I was supposed to be a half an hour ago, and just kept going. Got it. And I have no recollection of that thirty miles. No. Uh, so I've, I've definitely woken up to the the rumble strips. <laughs> Gives me chills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm awake. Uh, so so you're protecting sleep. That's the thing that it's okay. non-negotiable for non-negotiable for me because I don't, I, think, am, I don't think that's an option for me at the moment. But okay, yeah. sleep. 
And then let's see. And this is this like this conversation is dangerously close to Sam starting to counsel Johnny on what he should or shouldn't cut in and out of his life and how much priority he should put on one thing over the other and well, look, man, like scary. you can do that but if i don't the perception is the reality if yeah. i if you say johnny stop watching the expanse on netflix oh it's not on netflix it's on amazon i'm sorry this hypothetical needs to be factually accurate stop <laughs> watching the expanse at 11 p.m and instead of doing that like go knock out some push-ups or, you know, okay. if you're like increased physical activity, because that's going to that be a thing. To my next, that gets my next question. Like that other question I had, though. Is you watching Expanse Me Time? I, to be honest, uh, sort of. Sort of. It's, it is as close as I can get right now because I just so often I reach that point where I'm like, this is where it should happen at 11 o'clock at night. What can I do at 11 o'clock at night? Like, I, I don't have time or room for anything else. The, the number of shows that I watch, because our, the baby cannot, uh, can't sleep with Heather. She had a minor surgery earlier this week, so she's full of drugs. The baby will try to nurse. No one will sleep. So the baby's sleeping with me. She's sleeping in the other room. The baby is like, I got, I have to sleep on a person. That's his jam, whatever. So the baby's sleeping on me from uh, 7.30 until I pass out. I am stuck in this bed. So I go in there with a phone with a full battery and I have little earbuds and I put in one earbud and I just lay there with this baby on top of me. And that's my list of what I can do at that point is totally restricted, literally, like physically. What can I do? Yeah. So that's my me time. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to complain. I, it is what it is right now. Like these are the, this is the necessary kind of thing. That's the best I can do for me time is watch The Expanse. So if you tell me, if you give me like direct orders to go work out, get, you know, go to the bar with some friends, like have a guy's night out, have a poker night or whatever. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I can't do that. Second of all, the, the, the problem, if we want to use that word, is that I perceive it still as indulgence. I know I do. At the, when I watch from the outside how I'm acting, like, oh, you would rather, I would rather go on a vacation where I don't get to do things that I want to do. I would if I was booking that vacation tomorrow, I would book it exactly the same way. So if I see that, that's my perception, then that that needs to somehow change before I before any action that I take is gonna be successful and lasting, other than some kind of, you know, lip service or you know three or four so, trips to the gym or whatever it whatever it is. Does that make sense? It does. So two questions for you. First of all, do you want to change that perception? I don't know, man. This, this <laughs> I told a friend of mine this earlier. I was like, yeah, I haven't slept in like, I don't know how long. I'm like sleeping terrible. This baby wakes up all the time. I'm just delirious right now. 
I like I should not be making life choices or answering big questions like that. I don't know. Do I want to? Do I want to be healthier? Sure. I mean, it's <laughs> self care. I don't, Sam. I'm so tired, dude. I'm gonna hang up and go take a nap after this. Uh, Maybe. I want, you, I want you to take that nap. It's not gonna happen. I've got too much. Um, to do. <laughs> because you know, like when. Just, man, this is an interesting episode. We haven't had one like this. I'm loving this. But, you know, when you text me, it's like, hey, we're going to, I think that, and maybe I'm projecting here, I think that you saying this is something we need to talk about. To me, that's you saying, I think I need to change my perspective, Sam. But, like, when I just straight up ask you, do you think that you need to how change you your perspective? To, yeah, but how are you supposed to do that? Um, gosh, I'm going to give you a really lousy answer just because uh, it's all that I have. <laughs> give me some under the snapple lid level. Oh, you know, man, wisdom that's a great here. analogy. This is bottle cap wisdom. Bottle think, cap wisdom. <laughs> I think I think a huge part of it is you need to fake it until it becomes real. You know, there are you do something once and it doesn't stick and do you really and you know maybe you'll get gung-ho about it maybe you won't who knows but i think it's one of those things that you can only change that perception through practice that there needs to be something it's like all right i can do this it will be my me time it's something i'm interested in it is something that's good for me and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna acknowledge that my perception, I'm still going to feel like this is an indulgence. And then I think it moves from indulgence to routine, and I think it moves from routine to benefit and valued. How are you going to, like, bottle cap wisdom me and then have that little transition, that smoothness that you did at the end with, like, whatever you just did, this habit to, moves from habit to whatever. That was a little too smooth. You're suspect. I, I have never said that out loud before. That's all like live stream processing. Okay. And, and I will say it's live stream processing, but I'm also a huge believer in if there's something that you need to do and it's non-negotiable and you just need to get it done, but you don't believe you have the, the knowledge, skills, resources, whatever it is, you got to just fake it until you pull it off. And either you pull it off or you won't. So you may as well just fake it until you do. So I've long believed that. I have lived by that. My, I mean, that's, much, that's how I parent. I am just like, yes. what? What would a different capable father do in this situation? <laughs> I, what would a guy who knows how to be a school superintendent do in this situation? That's it, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, but, you know, you get to the point where it's, it's, you're not faking it, you're just doing it. And then all of a sudden you're not just doing it. It's like, this is what I do. So you're saying like schedule it straight up, schedule it. And for, like have some self enforcement, and then my next question to you, that's what I'm hearing from you a little bit, yeah, a little bit. I would say, are you yeah. doing that? Are you doing that? Uh, here's what I'm doing right now is I, um, I've got to deal with Elliot's like 
Okay, there's a gym I started going to. It's like there are three different classes. Don't get me. Don't hit me with some like logistical excuses. No, there, no, there is no. But just hang on, man. Hang on, brother. Okay. There's three different classes during the week that I would like to go to, and I said, on an awesome week, I want to get to two. On a lousy week, I want to get to one. And I don't care which one it is. And so I've got some flexibility, but it's like, okay, I'm going to make it. And then I've been able to do that. Oh, but you are doing that. How long have you been doing that? Um, I'm about a month now. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't laugh. In my mind, you are going to be like, ah, six years? <laughs> no, 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 no. This oh. Okay. Um, cause you know, like in people, people, like we've got an audience, people that have listened to this, like know how important like combative sports are to me. Um, it, before I started doing this and like I told you, I'm on a huge pendulum swing on that stuff. It had been a year since I'd been on the mat. Oh, is that, is that the classes that you're going to or like? Yes. Yes. So, right. so, and you know, part of it too was, you know, I talk about like my physical health. I got on the scale about two or three months ago and was like that says 223 pounds i don't weigh 223 pounds but that's what the scale says so that's a problem and you know it was one of those kind of wake up indicators i need to do some things differently to physically take care of myself um now when i'm saying yeah i just need to schedule it and this is how i schedule it and this is how i make it happen last time i went i left the gym had a great time at the gym felt awesome walked out and i went this isn't sustainable I can't keep this up. Yeah. I, um, and then I start to think, here's how much it's costing me a month. Is it worth it to spend this this uh, month? I do, that so, I do that too. And I, I will calculate like, okay, well, it took me like 10 minutes to drive to the gym. And then I was like, another thing. And then I got home in 10 minutes. Oh, but then I had to shower. And then I had to like, remember what I was, oh, this, this. And I And I added up that way. Yep. So in the moment, like when I'm there, like I'm all in and it feels great. And historically, I feel great about doing that. And when I first started doing this again, I was feeling great about doing that. And then just recently, the guilt is starting to creep in and, this is, and I'm telling myself, I can't keep this up. I've got too many other things going on. And so uh, that's me in the fake it stage right now. I've been doing this for a month and I'm faking it. Hey guys, this is Johnny. I am interrupting here, it would seem, but actually I made a small mistake when I was recording the podcast and the recording actually ended here somewhat abruptly. So I apologize for that. We're doing the best we can, uh, but we are not highly trained professionals. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Do you want to do my podcast? Rub some dirt on it. Just rub some dirt on it. I love this podcast. Rub some dirt on it. My new super awesome podcast. I don't know what Brainiac came up with the whole dirt thing anyway.